the Kickback Show. Kickback. I came over here to see what y'all going to Big Booty Judy graduation party. Dude, fuck. and girl B. I already know. Control by DJ Sid. You want to dance? Yes, I do, but not with you. We back out here. How y'all doing then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So, we got a new guest in the building. We got T Bruin. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me get your mic on. Sorry about that. We out here fucked up, y'all. We smoking a little bit. We drink a little bit. Go ahead and holler at the mic, my man. Yo, give me a little level. Speak a little more. As she turned the microphone on, the switch on the microphone. Is there a switch? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. There you go. Talk. We 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 are Gucci. We, we are all Gucci now. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm blessed. How you? I'm doing well. So, so all the kickback listeners, Danny approached me with the idea like what, two maybe three weeks ago? Yeah, about two three weeks ago. She was like, "Yo, so this one uh, artist reached out to me, and I like his music." C- correction, I oh, reached out I'm to sorry. him. Oh, so damn. let me let me give a backstory okay. real quick. So, um, I participated. I performed with an artist. Um, for Urban Takeoff, that show, East Atlanta Village, yeah. at the Union. Yeah, yeah. Union. Yeah. And uh, shout out to King Fresh. But um, I performed with the artist, and I stayed. You know, a lot of artists don't tend to stay for other artists when it's a showcase. They don't show love. So we stayed. We kicked it. Got me some drinks, PBR and whiskey. And uh, I saw this young man, and I was actually listening to him. And he was, I feel, a lyricist. And it's not too often you go to showcase, you actually hear lyricists. You see the hype, all the entourage jumped around, all my 20 niggas that really don't even support me for real, for real. But <laughs> he was by himself. I saw him by himself. So, ladies and gentlemen, T. Bruin in the building. Thank you. Again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Definitely, definitely. So tell us a little about yourself, as you could tell. Like, you, know, you know, for the people who may not know about you. For the people um, in the back. I said my name's T. Bruin. I'm from, well, originally I was born in New York. I was born in the Bronx, New York. New York, New York. New York. I moved from New York when I was like 10, like 2000. Um, I moved to Decatur. Uh, I was in the sixth grade. And basically, I stayed on the east side my whole life. Uh, went, went back out to New York like, after high school. Mm-hmm. Just was doing the music, like, always by myself. Um, and I caught a little buzz going. Like, people just, I don't know, I guess they say when, when you believe in yourself so much that people around you just be like, yeah, like, mm-hmm. Like, cause I, I packed up, put everything back in, cause I was out here and I was rapping like how I rap. Like, I'm from, when people ask me where I'm from, I say I'm from Georgia, I'm from Decatur. I've been out here since, like, I was 10. I went to high school out here. I started rapping out here, like, like sixth grade I was out here. So, you know, just, that's, I guess that's how I found myself, cause when I came out here, it was like, you know, sixth grade, like you, what you like, 10, 11, like, yeah. Everybody, and you know, the schools here is not like the schools in New York. No. In New York is like, you can, you might not go to the same school as the dude next door to you. Yeah, yeah, because you got to apply for your high school. Exactly, all that stuff. But everybody here, like, known each other since elementary school, pretty much. Like, if you from the neighborhood or whatever. So I never, like, and then being we moved, when we first moved here, I stayed with my aunt. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we just moved around. So I was never even that, like, real, like, one high school. I went to Cedar Grove, Towers, Columbia. I went to a bunch of schools on the east side. So, like, I just immersed myself in music. And I guess at that age when you're trying to find, like, I really, like, I guess some people would say, like, I was always, like, advanced, like, as far as music goes, like, even for my age. Mm -hmm. So, like, at 16, I was in the studio doing music. And situations came and went. And... Now I'm just at a place in time now where I'm just like really for a bigger cause in music and not just the chains and all the money is all right, but like what are we doing as far as like the the other kids that say they want to be a rapper, like they just want to be a rapper because they get all these monetary stuff. Like yeah, I'm yeah. trying to be the example, like I want to be a rapper so I could change my community. So like that's the energy I'm on and like it's in the music. So. You know, I identify so much with your story because I'm in a similar situation. I'm from Far Rockaway. Moved down here when I was about nine, ten years old. And I consider myself from Atlanta also. Yeah. So I know for me personally, like, I was having an issue of, like, nah, nigga, fuck the southern rap shit. 
This shit's yeah. whack, nigga. And then I heard Urban Legend by T.I. And <clears> that shit changed my opinion on Southern <laughs> Rap. I'm like, this nigga's hard. Did you have, like, a realization or when was your, like, moment when you like, oh, this shit's kind of tight. Like, when here. I came out here, like, mm-hmm. I was on my New York shit. Heavy, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Tim's, like. Uh-huh. I was wearing oh, the, fit- I was wearing the fatigue camel yeah, hat. That like, uh, shit got me in a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, being out here, it was, like, a lot of static. And after you done got into enough fights, you be like, all right, I'm, I'm, from, I'm, I'm fucking shit. with y'all. Like, everybody knows y'all. Like, you like, all right, like that. Like, you got to chill. And then it, I went from everybody knowing me as, like, the New York dude to then just everybody knowing me. Yeah. So, like, I understand what you said. And it came with the music. Like, yeah. you talk about T.I. Like, I got a whole song on my, like, new project that's dedicated to, like, it's it's called 285. Like, it's it's based on 285. Like, I, I take a piece of that. Hey. And I put it in the hook because, like, that was one of the people I was like, Cause when I, I was like, man, the rappers down here even suck. Like, yeah. I hate, I, I wanted to mm-hmm. hate everything. And I started listening. I'm like, damn, like, Luda came out. Mm-hmm. T.I. came out. And Outkast, like, my, my cousins, they from here. They from the West Side. Yeah. Like, my hey, cousins. Really, to the they West was, Side. Was like, <laughs> like, female, like, what's your Bank ass? Like, listen, listen to this. They bumping Master P. I'm out here. I, but I was, the, the crazy part is, like, before moving here, I was out here every summer. Okay. So I was, but I was on the West Side. So I was like. It's it's different. Like, That's it's back when the whole different. east side, west side yeah. was very much like, a thing. Yeah. And before gentrification. Oh shit! Let's not forget that, y'all. <laughs> Let's not. Yeah, they stayed right there, fourth floor, like right there by Grady Holes. Like we stayed. Okay. It was mm-hmm. like I went from the Bronx, and my mother be like, "Okay, little nigga, you out of school? I'm about to send you to my sister for the summer. She could take care of your ass because she ain't got no son. So <laughs> like, it was heaven to me because I was like, oh, I'm in this big house. You know, you come from New York, you in a small apartment." It's it's about the, the, the like monetary wise. It's the same amount of money you paying the same thing, but you getting more for your money here. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's why people move. But like I come, my my cousin got the big house. We on the west side by Grady. I'm like, oh, this is crazy. We can walk. We right in the city. Uh. Mm-hmm. But I'm in the hood. It's like crackheads. I'm yeah. like, I see crackheads every day. So it, it don't <laughs> matter to me. So I was like already adjusted adjusted to the lifestyle down here. So let me ask you this: What part of the Bronx are you from originally? Uh, like like Cedric Avenue, like. Oh, so the birthplace of hip hop. Like birthplace of hip hop okay. type. Like that's why like even my story is like kinda ill because okay. I didn't even know until I was like twenty one I'm like, yo, you know you from when I went back. Yeah, because like, I left fourteen seventy eight or some shit, nineteen seventy eight. Yeah, it was like I, I stayed like up the hill from yeah. the building where they say like hip hop started, yeah. like the first official oh, that's hip hop. I didn't yeah, know that cool shit. Like, niggas, growing yeah. up, I was just that was a story. I used to walk past the the building walk past gets to the Chinese restaurant. <laughs> and then so we left and then I start I got into hip hop and I start like looking. I actually when I went back in two thousand twelve I met I met DJ Cool Hurt. That's crazy. Like I had to like he came to my birthday party as a okay. matter of fact. Like he's real close friends with one of my big homies, like and we had a we had an ill conversation because when I told him where I was from, he was like, Yo, I got cousins from over there, but I was so young when I left that I ain't even I don't really got no memories from the Bronx. Like I went to school yes. I went to elementary school in Harlem. Mm-hmm. So when I was in the Bronx I was just my grandfather owned a store on hundred thirty fifth street in Harlem. So like that's what most of my childhood was at. <laughs> so the Bronx I have no connection to it, but then I see that like damn, who would have known like I'd be a rapper that's from where really mm-hmm. but then I moved here but my sound is like in the middle. It, yeah. it, it it's it's, I hope like that's one of the that's one of the things I try to pitch to people like as my story because like I'm not one of them flashy dudes or one of the super style like I don't run with thirty dudes like I don't even know thirty people. I'm putting, <laughs> you say get thirty people in the room, no family like nah. You say family, it's gonna be deep. We gonna yeah, be in there yeah. like this, but like I don't know a lot of people like people who know me. They know me off my music. Like, uh-huh. The people I meet like off my music, so that's why like even. You hear it in the music when I talk about friendships. It's like, I'm an introvert. I'm fickle. Like, I'm a loop because I'm not used to being around. I don't, my trust when somebody like, real small, because I, like I said, I was moving around. So my relationships with people is, when people like, yo, my best friend, I don't know him since I was in kindergarten. I don't know. I don't got nobody. Like, my best friend, I know him since 11th grade in high school. So, damn. That's as far as it go back for me. Damn. Okay. So with that being said, you know, the, the Bronx is done. You in Atlanta now, so tell us some things about you. Your new music, your current music that you're working on. Are you like, are you got a tape out? You got an album coming? Uh, yeah, I got a tape out right now called The God MC. Okay, uh, I put that out like. That's some real New York shit right there. Like two, three months ago, okay. yeah. And that's 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 what I wanted, like, cause I got other projects, but this one is like, 
what they say once you put up, once you put in ten thousand hours or something like you mastered yeah. the craft. Like mm-hmm. as far as rapping goes, like I feel like I've mastered that part of like the craft, like, like lyricism, lyricism. Yeah. Like just as far as crafting a song that suits me and that that makes me happy. Like mm-hmm. I can do that. Some people search for their sound for a long time, and you re- they they create good music in the process, but they still haven't found their sound. So I put out like six or seven mixtapes before them, but this is my first one. I'm like really behind, like it's put on iTunes and all that. I felt like the, you know, got the courage enough to be like, all right, we're going we gonna to rock out with this one. So that's out right now. But, and it's been, it's been doing okay. Like, uh, shouts out to Hypebeast magazine mm-hmm. reached out. I got a post from them. Um, Lyrical Lemonade, just, just blogs is, it's been real like, Organic. All my relationships is based off the music, and that's just what I'm pushing. Good music. That's awesome. Dope. I want Danny. I'm gonna pull you into this question, all right? Because we, no, t- we, we talked. I'm, a, oh, ahead. I do want to ask you uh, your name. What T. Broom? Where does that come from? Is that's that, a great question. Um, not really a crate. Like before, my name was T. Bruin. It was something else that was really like. Corny. It's okay. <laughs> it was. It was T. Cash. That's when I was on. Like it was. And my cousin, actually, who was, like, somebody I looked to, like, as far as, like, creative direction. Yeah. He the one who was, like, yo, we got to scrap that. We got we to scrap there's a, Is there a T-Cash that's out? Nah, I don't, I, I don't think so. But uh, the group, T-Cash. Also, for the listeners, he has Sorry. the best, like, email moniker. When I, He just sent me his, his music. We're going to get into that later. But it was <laughs> LeBruin James. <laughs> I thought that was fucking awesome. Nice. Like, you feel that's very, yeah, I thought that was awesome. awesome. So, you know, we're in Atlanta now. Of course, T-Back is based in Atlanta. Let's talk about some more Atlanta shit. So now you've been here for a good what, fifteen years in your life. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite shit to do in Atlanta? You know, Danny, she be in the streets heavy. She might be the the conduit that you need to speak to <laughs> on what to get into. Favorite. Where do you get your wings from? Man? Yeah, exactly. You go to, yeah, you go to get my crickets, wings from? You go to Memorial Deli. Drive, Wing Mania. Okay. Shout out to I thought you were about to say USA Deli or something. No, no, no. We gonna put we gonna put this spot on the Let map. Let know. Let Memorial shout Drive out. off Candler Road. Oh, not off Candler Road. Off Columbia Drive. By the Walmart. Okay. <laughs> oh, we gonna on the, it's behind the Burger King. Wing Mania. I've been going there for a good like five plus. Ooh. Holding me down. They got they got the cheesesteak egg rolls. <laughs> Tell them Bruce sent you. <laughs> like I'm really on the east side with it for real. We about to, I'm about to, I'm, li- I'm about to leave. I'm about to go to Canada um at the end of the month for like to record my album. But like say hey to Drake. That's a major flex. What what part of Canada? Low key. Uh, we going to Toronto, but then we going to what's I don't want to get the name Halifax. Halifax, okay. Halifax and uh, Halifax. Yeah. Nigga, who you know Halifax? <laughs> you traveling? That's like by that's out there, nigga. That's out there. Okay. Sky miles, nigga. I want you to get into some more Atlanta shit for him because you know this is like a great te- juxtaposition of you two. No, nah, you know, I mean, because I was speaking about the whole showcase thing, and I see that you know you develop heavy on SoundCloud first, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so how would you say these showcases have helped you and helped you evolve? Because me personally, I mean, I get it. I get the point of a showcase, but they annoy me. Oh, my God. I, I want, like, I okay, this, okay, this is this, this g- great subject. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a great cool. thing. If you're listening and you do doing music in the city, because I've done music here and I've done music in, in New York, mm-hmm. like, independently. So that's how I've gotten a, a hype beast. Like, uh, I have an official, like, relationship with somebody there, mm-hmm. like, even like recently we've been reached out to like people from Def Jam, but it's like a, it's real like, oh, I've listened to your music phone call and it's not, I went somewhere expected that Grand Hustle was going to be there because they were on the flyer and somebody hit me up. Like I've been to mm. these showcases and been the best act mm. and I don't go to, to win or nothing. Like I really go when I'm here, I go just for practice on a stage to meet like organic people, like producers and all that because mm. Like I said, I, I when I, I started doing my music here, but I started pushing it in New York. So the scene there, just the business scene here. People come to Atlanta for leisure. It's like it's people out here doing business, getting money. I'm I'm, I'm not knocking yeah. that, but as far as like the the immediate music scene, like I've walked into the offices and like if you're doing music here, go make the relationships, but get on the road. Like go to California. We done drove. I drove to California. Drove to New York, yeah. go out there and, and, and walk into those. You can walk into them offices and get meetings or mm-hmm. be at the right party and be like, yo, this is such and such that's from what? We saw Atlanta like surreal, on the yeah. show Atlanta, yeah. you know, that, that manager, yeah. artist relationship. Yes, I mean, half of it is like just being in the party with these niggas, passing the niggas right nigga to blunt. And be like, oh, that's really what it is. You know, mm-hmm. and you touched on something really important with the whole Atlanta showcase scene. 
Because I feel like it's a very unique scene in the yeah, hip hop industry. should do a movie on it. It mm. should be a documentary. We need to cut that. We need to uh, uh, yeah. watermark that. Hey. But for real though, um, because okay. for no one who Just hasn't kidding. seen it, uh, <laughs> for people who haven't been to one, like a showcase is what? Could be up to 10 plus artists. Y'all do two, maybe three songs? Maybe. And, and depending on how they set you up, this would be the, this is the crazy part though. Because when you go, you be like, ah, right, you, you, you set up a strategy mm-hmm. after you done been to one. Because first time they get you, you be like, damn, I should have did this, did that, and the third. Like, if they got to fly it, like, because not for nothing, you you do build relationships at these showcases. And you do, like, get a you get an audience. Like, when I left to go to New York, I ain't have no Atlanta following. Like, I couldn't. Nobody. It was like, yo, you, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm a loser. <laughs> it's all good. But, um. It's like, yo, uh, you from the A-word? Let me, uh, who? And then they go look at me and they're like, you ain't, no nobody. I don't know nobody I know from Atlanta know you or whatever. So I was like, damn, like, going to those, if you don't have no other way, if you're not big in your neighborhood and you're just not out here in the streets, because I'm not the type of, like, I got homies that was out here, but then the fact that they was out here, they're not really my homies because, like, to a certain extent, you got to, like, get your, get your shit together and, mm-hmm. like, keep it real with yourself and, like, all right, trapping ain't about the pay off my nigga like it was cool when we was younger but like get it together so like my relationships come few and far between so I look at everything industry business wise so like I see the pros and cons of doing the uh, showcases but they will get you they will get you because people pay money like I got yeah a I, that the aspect you pay for certain slots Yo, I got a homie from here <laughs> mm-hmm. he fucks me he just works from nine to, nine to five but he got a nice job he fuck with my music, so he be like, hey, bro, like this, that, and the third. I already paid for you. We pulling up. I be like, bro, like you could, we could have did something. Nah, I already paid for you. They said such and such, because he gets sold on it. Mm-hmm. Such and such going to be there. We pulling up. I'm bringing the female, and then bringing, like, him doing all that, and then I get up there, and I rap how I rap. They be like, this don't. But anywho, yeah. we get up there, and we, be, we perform at, like, 2 in the morning mm-hmm. to, like, mm-hmm. 19 people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been, I've been part of showcases. Um, there's plenty of, uh, not not to knock all showcases. There are a bunch of good showcases like Mike Mars has one on the west side. Uh, Schweinbeck, I love Schweinbeck. So when they when they yeah. hold themselves yeah. to a certain standards, like them showcases is great for artists. Yeah. But a lot of them showcases they hoard themselves out for the money. Yeah. I see it. Yeah, yeah. Like if people paying, f- like don't let no a bunch of people pay ten dollars to perform. Like oh, there's niggas out here that was that's capping. Yeah, yeah. That's they capping. <laughs> no, and and um, tend to perform and they take. They give a window. It, it's real complicated. And I have DJs that shit. have I done showcases, that. but I was about to say, you know, <laughs> Black Boy, people real. And, you know, for y'all, you know, to be DJs and to have done showcases, you know, would y'all agree being on the other end of that? Cause this is from the artist. See? I've seen some, I've seen some shitty, some shitty shows where they work themselves out to get money, but there are also some that hold. Yeah, you got to give a mic. got to there are some showcases that hold uh, some credibility, credibility, and I honestly feel like artists have to uh, take into account that your first performance isn't going to wow the crowd. Your second isn't neither. Mm-hmm. Maybe your third is going to catch two or three people's attention, but the consistency of going and honestly just expecting to get your music out to at least one pair of ears as opposed to winning over the whole crowd, mm-hmm. over time people are going to get familiar with your face they're going to get familiar with your sound, and they're going to become organic fans, as opposed to that one artist who's coming with 20, 30 people. And based off human nature, if I see 20, 30 people saying, hey, I'm, I'm lit, like I'm going to be, I'm lit too. <laughs> Even if the song has piss poor quality and the song's talking about the shittiest stuff, just by, you know, being in that atmosphere, you're going to be, you know, inclined to being a part of that crowd. But, you know, I just think as an artist and if you are appreciative of the craft of artistry, you're going to uh, go out there and do your best on stage. And however you build your uh, your crowd and your following is going to be organic as opposed to just being there. Even if, like, I understand sometimes paying that little $10. I, I, if I was an artist and I came up there and I'd be like, hey, bro, before I pay you my money, what time I'm going to perform? You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, they, they, they do offer all that, but then it's like, Sometimes you do that and be like, hey, we, uh, you're getting pushed back. What are you doing? True. Somebody ran long. We running short. Ah, da, da. 
But like even with stuff like that, I'm understanding of things like yeah. that. It's human nature. Like nothing yeah. gonna run as planned. But yeah. how I think the the showcases should be ran is like it should be preliminaries. Yeah. You should allow a certain amount of artists that you feel like you get a, a certain like panel. Mm-hmm. I think they all should be judged. Yeah, critiqued, of course. Yeah. And they should be minimized to a certain amount of artists. Yeah. And like if because if I'm a pay, I prefer to get that mm-hmm. next to a prize. Like yeah. You, uh, do it for free and get five hundred. I'd rather pay five hundred and sit down with people studio in the, actually in yeah. the industry that's gonna tell me, hey, you could do this, that, in the third career. Yeah. I could do this for you if mm. you allow me. Like you know what I'm saying? Like make the how you how you hold it is how it's gonna be presented. Yeah. But some of it just be like, come on, come on, we about to yeah. just let y'all rock. And you're performing to a bunch of once you put it like that, how you present it, you performing to a bunch of artists. Yeah, and that's cool to a certain extent. Yeah, but even I tell myself that I don't make friends with a lot of rappers and stuff yeah. because we are trying to get it. Yeah, and that's it's gonna come. It's gonna be a problem at some point. Exactly. So I rather, especially we both want to come up. If you want to yeah. come up, and I'm and people may look at it as like, oh, that's kind of shallow. You not rocking with Robert Fiennes, but yeah, you're not if you can't do something for somebody. Yeah. Hell I'll man. put it this way. I've uh, canceled a lot of gigs when I was, you know, at an earlier point in my career. I turned down a lot of gigs that were showcases, and I would just check and do some research on it. How long mm-hmm. has it been around? Was this just a pop-up? Exactly. And you can tell what's the intent of even the promoter of the event. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You can tell if it's going to be some basic little, you know, oh, we're going to get this amount of artists to come and perform and win this prize, like you said, mm-hmm. or we're going to have this big hit showcase artist that's definitely not showing up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Only thing you might get is just the, the artist's song being played and they're actually promoting that single. Yeah. There's so many loopholes to the whole showcase uh platform, but like I said, I think the most important thing is knowing the credibility of the uh, promoter that's showing the event and making it to the point where if my bad performance is going to affect this this uh, event, mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know, I, I would rather try, like you said, I'd rather go through a process of elimination yeah. and deal with that than to deal with anybody can get on because, like, Tom, D- Dick, and Harry can get in and perform some bullshit and them niggas will come in 50 deep and that showcase a little dope that's when they catch them pictures for them promotive uh them, them promotions and they say my homeboy yeah my, and then they Everyone be like oh yeah our party was lit come to the next one our showcase was lit come to the next one and after them folks get down performing the cap them 30 folk lead with them and then they go back to about five folks in the play and that shit be crazy it be like damn yeah and then they just call you up next at yeah. midnight nigga they call next yeah. I be like <laughs> Why they ain't call me before this? Yeah, like, it's I just be discouraging, bro. Just... And like, I don't like being a part of those type of showcases, bro. Honestly, I don't. Oh, well, you know, that's dope. And I mean, apparently, you making the right moves. I heard you. I stayed. Um, I definitely want to get into your music. Also, for the people who just don't know, the listeners, that was DJ Black. That was real quick. Our, you know, here and there correspondent, Kickback. <laughs> you know, um, so you, we will get into some music. We got two tracks for you. We got, I got Fall Off, and what was the other one you sent to me? Now they this the same track. The second one is just a good one. Okay, so we about to get into this. We got on the fall, the fall. I'm sorry. Well, it's fall. called the that was the original name. I changed it to Plunge, but got we'll Plunge. All right, so um, yeah, we gonna get to this for the live listeners, and then we'll get back at it. Let me just put this in the joint right here. You know what I mean? So um, yeah. Y'all ready? Here we go. Let's get it.
I'm happy we had that conversation before we play the song because I would have never known this story listening to it because you very much have the the bounce, the cadence, and the pocket of what you hear in Atlanta, but like you are more lyrically driven, like the shit you're talking about, referencing your mother and trapping and shit like that. And that's off of that off the take that's out right now, or is that something coming? Okay, okay. So we gonna get into some more topics. I want Shakira to. I know you got your moleskin over there. Absolutely. What you getting into? I want to shout out to Virgil <laughs> Abloh. And that, this, that was this week, wasn't it? This is a, yeah, right before Tiana's release oh, of her wow. album. We'll get into that too. We'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but album. shout out to him. Uh, he's the first black male to be a, a creative director for Louis Vuitton. Yes. Um, and it was yeah, ding 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 ding, all that. Um, <laughs> No, it was dope, and I, it was interesting that people kept pointing out the embrace that he had with Kanye, you know. And then I thought about the reference that Drake made, and he said, you know, you have a Virgil on your camera. I have Virgil on my team, I wouldn't be, I would give him, yeah, I got you. You know, what, mm-hmm. you know, what did you think about that, to see that embrace? And then, so, let's, first of all, we'll get into the show as a whole. Um, I think the location was cool, it looked up, the look was awesome. Yeah. Um, I like the selection of models. Uh, it was a traditional like shout out to Cardi, shout out to Cardi, fifteen year old looking right? boys. You know, it right. was like hood and rap niggas, like trap niggas, like dark skin young males. Um, yeah, Theophilus London, Bari yeah, Cuddy on there. Wait, who? Bari was there. Bari, Bari was, there. was there. Oh yeah, ASAP was there. Yeah, Rihanna was yo, there. Uh, yo, oh, they showed up. Ian was there. A bunch of people were there. Uh, I love that he had Cuddy in the show. I love that he had Theophilus London in the show. I love that he had like uh, Lash, one of Skeptics' homies, in the show. Uh, he had some other skateboarders, some skateboarders from London and uh, France in the show. So he had a wide collective of non-traditional models. Right. So from that aspect right there was groundbreaking, <laughs> not to mention being Virgil. 
the clothes itself, I don't know if you saw the show. I think it was a. I mean, I um, like the bag. The bags are the hardest. I like shit. the bag. I ain't gonna front, but I'm a, I'm a chick. So. Exactly. And shout out to Cardi. Um, we actually gonna. I when I saw that, I was really taken aback. I wasn't expecting Cardi walking the show. Yeah, but you know, he did Yeezy season three. Yeah, but yeah. And that was true. right before the album dropped. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Uh, Black Boy, am I right? Yeezy season three was that before uh, Black Boy's Cardi's a, album drop? Cardi DJ. I think that was that was hundred percent before. Yeah, because uh, it was like random. But then that's when you saw he got like really res- a lot of respect mm-hmm. in the like the European fashion world. So, so I think uh, to me personally, it was an amazing thing to see. Uh, just like every event you see, whether it be All Star Weekend, every nigga was out there posting pics. Right. It was the usual stuff. Um, like kind of like what you said earlier, nigga, you got to be in the right spot, and you'll meet all the niggas right there, and they open drinking it's like some Coachella shit, like that. shit. Exactly, it's the same exact shit. Um, but at the end of the day, salute to Virgil it was amazing. Uh, the embrace between him and Kanye, that was really interesting to see because I feel like Kanye, they have split ways in a sense as far as working together. Like they have. Like, I feel like the last project Virgil's involved with was probably... Black mm, Skinhead? I think Yeezus, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Maybe Pablo, because I know he did create the merch and yeah. the whole set design for the Yeezus tour. And I'll, I'm not going to lie to you, since the alleged departure, like there has been a drop in quality from Kanye's product that he's presenting to us. So it was amazing to see that because it's speculated that they may have beef. But um, to see that embrace, that was a real natural thing, and it was hard I know I felt, crying. I was like, saying? yeah, nigga, I was. I felt good. I almost <laughs> wanted to cry and shit like that, you know. <laughs> and it was just amazing because, like, you know, they said ten years ago they weren't even allowed in those shows. Like they would look at them niggas like, who the fuck are you, nigga? Like, what the fuck are you trying to come into our show in Paris to run into shit to have it, playing Kanye on the runway? Right. Like he's playing rap music like in the Louis Vuitton offices, playing Young Nudie and shit like that. Hell of you know, black so magic. That, that was amazing. You know, um, I feel like that's black history right there. Black yeah. history should be year long. But that was a great Absolutely. black history moment. What else happened this week? Well, I know we was about to get into it, but uh, I know you said it earlier in the week. What you up? said that he was overshadowed oh. Tiana's release. Okay. <clears throat> so I love Tiana Taylor. I'm sure as everyone else does in the room. But as y'all can understand, like everyone had the big grandiose uh, rollouts with their whole listening party. Listening party, right. You know, Nas and the... Queensbridge and shit like that. All right. Did not Tiana Taylor get overshadowed by this week of Virgil's greatness? And go ahead. I think a lot of things. Got I think the mic is not on. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, you can grab P's mic if you want. We got another microphone. Uh, we don't know where so it's holler at the mic. There you go. Technical difficulties. We are self-started podcast. Hey, you know what I'm saying? We lit. Yeah, we lit. Now let's go. Oh, what I was saying. Oh yeah, a lot of things got overshadowed just by like I think it was a lot of overlaps and activity that mm-hmm. was kind of like going on. I think that's like one of the problems with the internet. Mm-hmm. We don't get a chance to like enjoy moments in time, or 100%. like even even grieve. Like you know, piggybacking off, off the whole X thing. Like mm-hmm. kind of happened so fast that like damn, it's over now. And they about to have the final memorial service. Like, yeah, um, I agree with what you said. That same sentiment. I feel like this month of June has been so jam packed with yeah. music that you yeah. haven't really had a chance to let any project digest. Like, I think Pusha T album is really getting overshadowed right now. Yes, like, like, I amazing. think that's been a common like I have thing. Like, I have in like three past episodes. I have three albums. That I feel like people are overshadowing um, the Pusha T. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Cali Uchis album. Mm. It came out. The album's being overshadowed. So I think it's one of the I best albums. I know that came out this week. Um, <laughs> and then I think George Smith had a really strong project. Yeah. That a lot of people are forgetting about with this whole rap of Palooza going mm-hmm. on right now. Uh, Kanye, I think it was, it's cool. But in retrospect, it was just one egotistical move to be like, yo, nigga, I'm great. I'm going to produce five albums, 35 tracks. It's going to be subpar music, but y'all niggas going to still love it. Like, <laughs> that's essentially what it was. He's like, he's, the music is being cheapened. Like, we have P and who he's seen music from the heyday to now. Like, I'm sure you can agree, like, the product that we're getting is just becoming devalued. And it's just, like, it's being rushed to where, like, music is disposable now. I mean, it's like, it's like paper plates. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can just Throw use it, it once and that's just done. And um, I'm interested. I, I love Tiana Taylor's album. I think it was a great album. I think it's honestly I, the most well-rounded project from good music. I think that and then Pusha T's album, as far as what Kanye produced, Cause this, you got rap and then you got R and B. 
mm-hmm. and you got like vocals like and she writes a lot of her own shit so i thought it was like very raw but i'm a i'm a tiana fan i have a so question for you please do you think kanye is a better r&b producer in this era of his career than absolutely producer? i agree too i think that tiana taylor was like it was much very well produced now is he a better r&b or like period now, because well, I feel like I mean, from his recent, recent, yeah. uh, we go, we judge you off your most recent stuff, you know. I feel After, like, we talk about like St. Like Pablo. Just, besides the Tiana project? Brandy. We talking about past shit though. Okay, yeah, that was fire. You see? Exactly. R&B, that nigga's fire. Because like the rap shit, I <laughs> like, feel like, I feel like with the rap albums. Yeah, you don't know my name. But he did a lot of hip hop. He did like no, 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 and no. He no. Did, Let's and not he, discredit this. Yeah, like drink, absolutely. Like uh, game track. Currently, now? yes. Because Being I feel like now he's on his shit. Like, yo, let me show these niggas how great I am, how cold I am at producing. Let me chop some samples up, and it's cool. But it's like it's like this niggas just dribbling too much on the court. Like you know, either drive, shoot, or pass. He's just dribbling the ball, and it's just it's cool, but. I think it could be better. I feel like when he goes all the way back, like, because it's certain, even on the Tiana um, project, like, he goes all the way back. He doesn't try to mix in that new Pablo type mm-hmm. Travis Scott yeah. sound. He just fully goes all the way with it. He might put, like, a hint of it, but when he tries to walk that line, like, he has songs to where, like, it'll be rocking and it just be, like, a sound that just be like, ah. Yeah. Damn, yeah, why you put that, like? Because <laughs> I, I, I hear what he's trying to do. He's trying to, I'm about to give you out the old yay and the new yay at the same. Scoop that's why he did woo. all Scoop that. Scoop de do de do. That song. The beat is crazy though. Like you got it. it, it I, and it just it, when it comes in, you like, is he serious? Scoop de do. I think yeah, I think he successfully duped the game. Had the he he robbed the game. Niggas is he the greatest gateway heist in the rap history. Mark and Jimmy. Like, he gave us some part music that we will not talk about in five years. <laughs> I'm, I guarantee you that right now. We will not be talking about any of this music. Maybe Tiana. Pusha T's album. For, Pusha T. For sure. Now he essentially well, gave Drake Teddy. a black eye. The Cuddy <laughs> album was Drake cool, but I feel like it was just under. I feel like you could have made that. Those songs are good, but they're just like, they could be better. You know, like with Cuddy and Kanye, it's just, it's not bad. I like Fourth Dimension. I like a lot of the show. I like Feel the Love. But I just feel like it could have been better. I'm just being a stickler. I hold them to their altar. I, I judge them on their passion. Absolutely. You know, if you made, the man who made Man on the Moon. For God's sake. It could be uh, an amazing album. But it was cool. I think, like how he mentioned earlier, like, it has so much shit around it, I haven't really had a chance to digest it. I haven't. You know? I heard, like, the first two songs, and then I was... Once the... What song is when he starts the whole... Skag it and skag, skag. That's the first song. Yeah, I didn't listen to it. That's the intro. That... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And man, he be, but you see, he tried to do that. He did that all like, I call it Vogue music, but on Tiana's last song, WTP, work that pussy for the people in the I back. love that acronym. I did not know the acronym. Yeah. And, um, it's real like, it's real 80s dance ballroom for all my LGBTQT people. Okay. But I loved it. Mm-hmm. That's actually one of my favorite songs. That and Rose in Harlem. So now with that being said, do you think Tiana will get like, I don't think anyone has had videos. Well, actually, Pusha did the release of video for his project. Yeah. But no other projects had videos. I feel like a oh, video would yeah, help. I need to see it. I feel like a video would drive, help drive this project. So with her, you know, she goes on tour and she comes to Atlanta in August. But okay. she's about to go on tour uh, with Jeremiah. So that should, I don't know how many Jeremiah fans I like Jeremiah, are. but Jeremiah is a, that's a whole nother debate when you talk about his career. Yeah, it so it's like, you, I mean, you wouldn't, which they're going to show up and then people going to dwindle out. I wonder what venue will she, could she, will she do? Will she do like I want to say Tabernacle. Tabernacle. She could definitely do the Tabernacle. I see Center, she could do Center Stage. Yeah, Center Stage is a good one. I could do Center Stage. And she on TV. Yeah, like she got like the moms, the single moms, the co- you know, young I, couple. Was that you that showed me the of show? Of course I did. Yo, I did not know they had a TV show. Tiani I'm, I've been under a fucking rock See? dog. I don't have cable. I didn't even know they had a TV show. It's I, like fucking Run's House, basically. Like, yeah. yeah. It literally is Run's House, the modern day version. <laughs> yeah, that's what, yeah, man. You don't watch that at my house. Oh, you got, oh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
No, man. Like, I couldn't even imagine. I remember you telling me how, like, she popped up on that nigga in, like, the Breakfast Club. Yeah. Like, he was like, I thought you was in London. Yeah, yeah, I but like, I remember. I Okay, so something I also <laughs> share with you, because I, I don't know if you watched the interview later, but he said that, and y'all can speak on this. Who, Iman? Yes. Okay. That he gave her all the women that he slept with. He gave her a list. Woo, this is a great topic for kickback. Okay. Okay. No bias. You, 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 no, you, no, you no, hear no. all the groans table. and grunts in the room. I need all the men in the room. I need. Hey, can you please? Yeah. I want to make sure I get all input because this is this shit that people talk about. No bias. No nothing. Per- hey, we smacked. We all right. Um, but and this I, is where the part of the night we get into the real shit. Yeah, okay. when you know, like, oh shit, they go in there. But. This, this is before marriage. Whoa. And like, and it's actually, this is a great topic that's applicable to everyone. Cause like with P, him being on the road and dealing with like, I'm sure if you, whatever situation you got, like you have to deal with those situations where they're like, oh, <laughs> girls in the booth or, uh, what y'all leaving this, when y'all leave this studio, what y'all niggas doing? I'm sure you have to deal with that. Like every DJ does. Like how do you, how do you work with that? How does that, how do you handle that? Hey, can uh, you hear me? DJ P for real, y'all. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> if, if you want to get out the live, I'll uh, even get you out the live. Uh, <laughs> but that's his voice. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, for, for each his own, you know? I mean, like, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's not as intense as, as the outside world looks at it. It's like, you know, oh yeah, it's a bunch of girls in the studio and then like at the shows, it's mm-hmm. like, oh girls just fluck. It's not like, it's not that, like that crazy. You know what I'm saying? It's, it is kind of, it is that crazy, but it's not that crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if you feed into it, it could be that crazy. Mm-hmm. If you just like, hmm. for me, like, I, I've been, you know, I, I don't maybe sound old or like, that dude show, but I've been doing this since I was nine. You know what I'm saying? So like, you've seen it all. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying. I'm like, okay, I want to go to my room, go to sleep. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, uh, real like, shit. All, all, all hey, we got after party. All right, cool. Let's get this. Let's get this other money. Yeah, you know right. what I'm saying? I'm not really. Uh, it's not really my focus no more. Like, I'm kind of old, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I want to touch on something like that. So you you've been you've been well traveled and well toured. What is the wildest moment you've seen on tour? Like. I don't know that you could speak on. You of know? course. Uh-huh. Obviously, you've seen three decades of touring, though, essentially. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I've seen some wild shit. Pre-internet um, touring. You know, yeah, that's pre-internet. crazy. Um, there's a lot of shit I can't speak on, but, you know. <laughs> <All> <laughs> right. um, uh, yeah, I've had a girl follow the tour bus for, like, four states. Which was like, which was, what? Which, my face just froze. It was, which was like, because I'm like, you bitch out. And this ain't no like, Grateful Dead like following. <laughs> nah, it's just like, yo, like, hey, I'm here. Uh, to the point where it's like, it gets a little uncomfortable. Like, it's all right, one, security. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's one of y'all hey. fault. It's one of y'all fault because like I thought the bus don't the bus got to be like sectioned off, and then the girl nah, like you know she had to be near her car. You know, with tours, it's like, you know every city you're going to go to, which makes it scary. You know what okay. I'm saying? So, like. Oh, especially nowadays. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so now it's like, <laughs> so now it's like, um, you know, it's pop up at the shows and you see, you see the same person about four or five times. You're like, hey, and then like, they're in your face like this. Hey, after the show, like this. Hey, can I get a, can hmm. You know what I'm saying? So after the third time, you're like, well, all right. <laughs> This is getting a little uncomfortable. You're not gonna get me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> As I couldn't even. I, I, <laughs> dude, four states just blew. Me. I thought you were gonna be like, yeah, four four lights. You know what I'm saying? Four like, miles. Nah, I'm talking about like, states. I'm asked, like, he was like, did she stop for gas? Like, did you? Like, yeah. we had like a West Coast run, so it was it was like. There's maybe, nothing but open space and opportunity. Yeah. So like, let's so, keep you a hundred though. Somebody on the bus is fucking with Shorty though. Like, somebody had to let him know. That's what I'm saying. Don't discredit. It was somebody like it was. Somebody was somebody was entertaining. Somebody running the merch table yeah, or some you know shit like that. Like, yeah, yeah. But it, it it becomes weird because especially when I'm DJing, like I go amongst the stage and I look at the crowd and when you see the same face a few times, so a few different shows in a few different cities. You're like, oh shit, it's real. Yo, you know what I'm saying? Like it becomes a little nerve wracking. But you know, other than that, right? Easy. Oh yeah, all the time. Hey yo, hey yo, Wait. hey yo! Speak on it, wait, speak on it. Hey yo, bro, yo, 
I'm happy he's yeah. what Tony took because I I know where it's going. Yeah. <laughs> yo, yo, bro, yo, I'm a <laughs> I'm a rapper, yo, yo, I'm a producer, yo, I sell merch, yo, I do photography, yo, I pop lock, yo, it's whatever the fuck it is, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's nowadays. I, I promise you, every show was like, yo, yo, I'm here. Okay. Nowadays, I'm not a douche though, so I'm not like, yeah, no, fuck you. You know, I'm like, I just, you know, I say something. You know, I, I say, oh, all right, respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one hundred. Especially <laughs> in the era, like, I feel like where you saw, like, nowadays is more male groupies. Like, niggas just want to be in the photo. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm with Uzi, I'm with Peace Real. Yo, where y'all niggas going? Yo, yeah, can yeah. I come to the studio? I rap. I, I make beats, nigga. Like, it's just everything. I couldn't even imagine that, man. Like, niggas are worse than bitches. A hundred percent. Like, it, it be, it's, it's crazy. What, bro? Like. When they said, like, your niggas will push a bitch out the section in the club to be with somebody or be with an artist, we they're like this. I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Hey, bro, check in my song. <laughs> Yo, hey, bro, I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy, bro. Like, and, like, and it was, and this it sounds weird, but, like, unless you're an RB artist, there aren't that many females at your shows. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like. Especially you got or a certain type of there's some rappers that have oh yeah. you got some like all them. Yeah. the Wallace and stuff Wale's, like that yeah. you know what I'm saying you have your mix but now it's just like you got them wild boys yeah it's all like niggas and like white boys especially and like, you know what in saying? the shows so, yeah, 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 yeah. especially if you know the people who haven't aren't listening to the first segment P is Uzi's DJ so for you it's a lot of probably 15 to 22 year olds white kids yeah yeah white kids essentially that's just crazy and who don't understand what the fuck you can't say because they haven't been in the era where like you can say some crazy shit and get slapped in the face. So they probably come at you, yo, bro, da da da. You like, yo, you right. came at me while like back up, nigga. Like you pressing me, like yeah. they don't even understand that aspect of. But it. you got a lot of the younger fans that are polarized by a lot of his shows, his his what they see on IG, his songs, and there's just like xxx mm-hmm. But they leave R. this R. message and they connect somehow. So they like, it's some diehard Uzi fans. See, Uzi's interesting, man. I feel like Uzi, he's like a high. I couldn't even consider him a rapper, probably. I don't um, know. I'm sure he's you pop, see, like, spent he, a lot of time pop. with him. What do you, what he's, do you um, he's an artist. Because y'all do different type of festivals. He's like a, a hip-hop rock star. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, it's like, he's kind of in, in his lane of his own. You know what I'm saying? Which is why I, I kind of like. You know, kept stuck around and stuck with the camp. You know what I'm saying? Which is dope. Because yeah. like, it's something kind of I've never really seen before you know what i'm saying and like um you know being from like a real hip-hop mm-hmm. you know background yeah i think that was like cool about it you know what i'm saying like even to uh what was it philly or something like that he's uh, the most recent tour festival he's wearing like the red fucking like bdsm fit oh, and you're yeah, like yeah, 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 right, right, right. what and it's like i'm sure like yo yeah. this nigga came from stethosonic shit yeah 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 niggas get beat up for wearing shit like that back yeah yeah there. like like i said i'm you i'm know? I'm um I'm pretty hardcore hip hop. What's your what's you know your what pops saying? got to say about some shit like that? Like he's just like, hey, you know, to each his own. <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes him feel happy inside, you know. Like my dad went to a few shows. He's like, um, he thinks is is he thinks is it's dope on the aspect of how intense the shows are. Mm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like, you know, he's he's not really a fan of the new music, period. You I know mean, what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, but like all the new stuff is out. But he's um he's a fan of the of the energy and you know how the, the shows and stuff are, you know what I'm saying? That's pretty intense because you know looking back back in the day, you used to have like arenas of like Public Enemy and you know stuff like that, like just because it was just so new, it mm-hmm. kind of down down, it kind of died down for a little bit because you know it's just like it was every, it was so, so saturated. It was a yeah, lot of rap music. You know? Yeah, I'm saying it's a lot of rap music going on. You know, you, not too many people want to go to Lil John and the East Side Boys. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying in the, the, in the 90s it was only like the Hard Knocks you know tour, Rough yeah, Rider yeah. tour. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Tour. Like you really had that much stuff going on. So now it's kind of back to the point where it's like you have like these huge like we did a baseball stadium, bro, and it was just like filled. And it was like a lot of energy, and you haven't seen that in a long time. You know, especially for me coming back from back in the day. So yeah, yeah and I, I've been going to shows for a long time, and I feel like I noticed a change, probably around like 2009 ish. Mm-hmm. Like around, I don't want to credit this to him, but it really was like around the whole Travis Scott inception of like Al Farrell. Yeah. It was like a nigga, I'm coming to a rap concert He's in some gym star. shorts and a t-shirt because I'm about to go mosh for 
45 to 60 minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, like, every rapper essentially kind of does that. Yeah. yeah. And it just it, it's why changed Because why go out there so with much. your your jewelry and get snatched? Right. You know what's crazy, bro? Because like, I'm like, I'm the type of dude, I sit back and I analyze hip-hop just like on the waves mm-hmm. and, like, just audiences and fan bases. You know who had the fan, the same fan base that Lil Uzi Vert has, that Playboy Cardi has? You know who had the, that fan base that's huge? Little Bow Wow, a little Romeo. real shit. They it's, were doing stadiums, bro. Oh yeah, the Scream Tours was the Scream Tours. Yeah, yeah. Like it's sure. no more rappers like that. All the rappers are like, they were like kid rappers. So like, all the rappers were like adults. I guess that could because there is no quote unquote like clean kid rappers anymore. Nope. So that would be kind of like the equivalent That's of their demographic. Yeah. I'd be one because my, my little sister, she just graduated high school. So like, you know, a couple years, she won't let me into like what she'd be like listening to. Like they got a little secret. Like, she listened to Lil Pump and Takashi. Yeah, sticky yeah. Nah, nah, sticky yeah. Like, Migos heavy. A lot of Chris Brown. A okay. lot of Chris Brown. That's every woman the, from 12 to like, 60. Little Good God. Birds. That's what, like, she'd be listening to, and I'd be like, damn, what, what, what was I, li- what, not what I was listening to, but what were the others? Cause I was, like, in hip-hop, hip-hop, like, yeah. I was listening to Jada Kiss at her age, like, yeah. you know, Kiss the Game Goodbye, great album. <laughs> <laughs> okay. but, like, I wasn't even into what was, when I, what was popular, like, what, Nelly? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, the high school, that was, about like, the same like, age, so it was, like, Nelly was popping, yeah, that was, St. Lunatics, the, like, if you was on that, it was, like, cool, but Chronic it was, 2001, like, around that time. Some whole, uh, it was either this or that, everything is Dips kind of, like, Oh. Dipset. Oh. The era of Dipset. Yo, Cameron, is, I could happy Father's Day, belated Father's Day to Cam, because he was one of the like one of the rappers, like most influential rappers to me. Yeah. It was like him, Nas, LL Cool J. Hey, Kanye made reference to yeah. him and testify. Yeah, like, <laughs> bro, like killer. Like, I mean, we can have a whole episode on that alone. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, hip hop has changed. You know, yeah. Danny, you work in a, a, a vessel of hip hop culture. Yeah, you know, the, at, at the flame. You know. I'm sure you see things how has kind of changed in your time there. You know, it's interesting though. I will say I've seen artists in a different uh, vibe in the strip club than when you see them on TV, when you see them on, which is natural. You know, we're different wherever we are, especially where the bread is. But the flame, especially because a lot of these artists don't spend their own money. I'm just oh, yeah. straight up. They spend the clothes. Money. I got the girls telling me shit, but um. It's just interesting to see their dynamic. Like, I'm going to be straight up. 50 Cent in the club, I'm a fan. I love him. The club gave him money to spend. He didn't spend all of it. He didn't He didn't throw all of it. I wouldn't either, nigga. <laughs> like, <laughs> dog, I don't get niggas that throw tens of thousands of dollars. If a nigga's like, yo, here's but five Gs, crazy. I'm going to throw two Gs, and I'm going to keep three Gs, nigga. Like, I just, I'm not doing, like, bro, like. I, I wouldn't either. Like, that shit's stupid, like. First of all. Despite the book and fee, despite, you know, yeah, all that. All, I'm not a fan of strip clubs. Like, that's just period. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just not my thing, you know. But does to each his own. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not a fan of strip clubs. I, 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 I'm not throwing my money at you for anything. But, you know, if I get booked. Yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> if I'm there, you know what I'm saying? If I have a DJ. About the business. Yeah, I'm there. I'm, 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 you know, I'm DJing. I'm, I'm making sure everybody has fun, making sure the strippers get paid. But, um, Tip them girls. Yeah. Huh? Oh, am I throwing a bookie money? No, that's not happening. No. That's mine. I'm that's not, a, yeah, I, no. I came outside of that. Yeah, so. you, I came to see my face. I'm <laughs> keeping all this money. You hear me? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not throwing nothing. Nothing's happening. Okay. So I'm sure, I'm, I'm, I'm just letting you shoot from the hip right now. We yeah, have a point I mean, I actually kind of low key ran out, but I thought I loved how the conversation was transitioning and stuff like that. Because and, um, I feel like, you know, of course we got in the whole your, your rap sheet, what you did. But now we're getting more to the people of T-Bruin and p For Real. You know, like, y'all are both intelligent, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure y'all aren't idiots. Y'all have seen some crazy shit. Um, how y'all feel about the future of hip-hop? You know, like, I know these are real generic questions, but, like, you two being a rapper and a DJ and seeing kind of, like, how it's molding, like, do you think, like, quote-unquote hip-hop as we knew it, will exist or will it kind of be like a new modified version of like a pop sounding 140 BPM, 70 BPM trap music, you know? I think, I think hip hop is about to start like branching out into different genres, like new genres. And I think that's kind of what 
almost me- messes up hip hop sometimes because it's so many. That's it makes all these fights and like, well, that's not hip hop. That is hip hop. Like some of this stuff, like really, isn't. It's not hip hop. It's just derived from hip. It's just you know what I'm saying. It was made from hip hop, just like hip hop was made from jazz and you know African drums and all mm-hmm. that. It, it came from some. So these new genres about to start developing to where it's gonna be a whole new lane, more money for people because when you fall like. Like hip hop artists are gonna be able to make a lot more money now because these are other artists are gonna start establish like like little Uzi Vert like you can't he's like he could rap I've heard him like rap for real for real he could rap but the type of music he makes is more of a pop rap influence yeah and once people see like this is a totally different genre of music like you have to name it something else it has to be established or something else. I agree I agree and it's gonna it's gonna make hip hop gonna be way more powerful than what it is now. Hopefully somebody could try to kinda like monetize off that for real, for real, just as far as like how EDM and all that, those are other new subcultures that are just like developing. We seeing mm-hmm. this stuff right before and it's a lot of money in those cultures yeah. and I agree with that. Because like you can't talk about an artist like Nas in the same breath with fucking Lil Pump. All right. You no, know, and no dishes. Yeah, it's no just like no. I like pump. Neither one, neither but I J Cole reached out yeah. to Lil Pump, even though he was yeah. dissing him, and I don't even know if that was in the name of trolling or hip hop. But the fact that he was like, you know what, I actually fuck with your music. I get what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's respect at the end of the day. So P, I feel like you have a, a crazy outlook on the game. How um, do you feel about this? I think everything goes in 360. You know what I'm saying? Especially in the hip hop industry, because it's like. Um, a lot of artists look back at what was done already and try to mimic it and try to change it. You know what I'm saying? And I think, like I said, from if you go back in history from when hip-hop started to now, everything is going to be a full 360. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So um, I think what you said about the money thing, I think uh, it's kind of right. But then the, also you got to look at, like, back in the day, artists was getting almost 100 bands doing arenas and stuff like that. Just because it was so new, yeah. you know what I'm saying. So you look at, yeah, you look at LL Cool J, and you look at all these. They were doing like Madison Square mm-hmm. Garden, mm-hmm. Staples Center. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like they were doing like high power shows and getting all, a lot of money. Like my pops is great for life. You know what I'm saying? Just being in that era of being from when he came up in and, be, and being at the. I don't want to say the right place at the right time, but you know, just. Being around that time. Yeah, being right. around, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it, it, you know, he was just at the, you know, in that era. Then it it went to a different stage, and it's kind of like in like a limbo era. But now it's kind of like back to where, because now you have a lot of artists are merging in different, like I said, different genres. So it's like you have a lot of artists going from the hip-hop, pop genre, you know what I'm saying? Or like, you know, you have your futures doing songs with Rihanna and stuff like that. And so it's like it's it's kind of merging but I, I say, um, going back to your question, um, what's the future like? I mean, I really, I honestly, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's just, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can't foresee it because honestly, hip hop is not really, it's not going upward. It's going, it's going in a circle. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of goes like, it's like some bullshit, then it goes back to being good again. It's a bullshit again. The back being like honestly, really, Master P wasn't that good. Oh mm. my God! You, Say this, it. Yo. You know what I'm saying? Master P wasn't the 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 Right, right, you know what I'm saying? So so then you go through that era, then you go through the little John era of like the crunk music, which wasn't really that good. Then you come back to this era was kinda like kinda hip hop and then you know, it's kinda like half pop and it's kinda like some new stuff of like just trap, you know what I'm saying? So it's like it it goes in the first circle, you know what I'm saying? It's gonna go back to it being like um, listening hip hop type thing again. So mm-hmm. go back to like the kind of crunk stage. It's 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 gonna go in a circle. That's, that's, do, that's what everything. You know, I do feel like that rap, the rap music that we listen to, is in a probably one of the best places it's been in a long time because it's with the internet accessibility to everything. You can listen to J Cole. You can I mean, listen to Black it. Thought, who just dropped an album, an right. incredible album. You can listen to like I said earlier, Westside Gun has dropped an album. Then you can listen to fucking 
Lil Nar and fuck all young niggas, you know, like so I think every it's a little bit for everybody right now. You know. So I, I feel like I cut you off, Danny. I'm no, it's talk. fine. I was just saying, like, even with streaming, like, it helps a lot of the young, new, you know, alternative artists that, you know, technically they want to be in rap, but they're they're catering to a different crowd. But streaming is, like, everything. Cause I, I do feel like the streaming machine is about to break. The machine, yeah. the, the, the streaming game has a flaw, is flawed with the whole, like, numbers and shit like that. Right, so I, agree. I think they're going to like fix that. Like, per unit, yeah. And how they're like, oh, Number first week number one, and then the drop off the second week, and how they rate, they, how they judge songs, and how Drake's gonna be double platinum when he before he drops just because of nice. Because the fact that the Danielle Brown. Broccoli girl was in the same category. Okay, I can't lie, I like Gucci flip flops. I will, I will oh, say uh, that. Bad Bobby, but bad baby. baby, yeah. But she was in the same category as Cardi and Nicki Minaj, who I feel like was Nicki in there. I said that's that right. I think he's coming out too. This she oh she pushed her album she back. She pushed it back. I'm sorry, we but got she this dropped so Rich Sex. You know, which I have is not heard. Is that a good song? It's the prostitute national anthem. Says Uh-oh. Isaac Hayes Jr. It says Isaac Hayes the third. He says the prostitute national anthem. I think that's why she pushed it back. I mean, she if once upon a time Nikki could have dropped in the middle of June and be like yo fuck all y'all niggas, but I think that's why she pushed her shit back because it's like she knew her shit ain't bubbling. And Cardi's still getting waves off of her videos, which she's. Super pregnant and about to drop. How do you think Nicki will be received this album? Do you think it's going to be a, a good a good roll off her? Or, or do you After think it's going to be? After these three, and I think we talked about it from our Nicki fan. Shout out to Frank from mm-hmm. last oh, that week. That was an incredible talk. Shout out to Frank. Um, I feel like she has it's a lot of pressure on her. Mm-hmm. But I feel like she has to prove herself with very little to no features. Because that's how she gets on. My point, even being... Her hottest song. She's really- she's right. She's about to ride Ariana Grande's wave. Oh yeah. But- so uh, that's why I feel like for her as a lyricist from like the jump off itty bitty piggy. That's the shit that I I used to fuck with. So I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I think after I was this on album, with Dwayne. I think after this album, Nicki might have to start looking at other avenues. Like what hair? No, just other ways to make money. Because mix didn't work. Other ways to make money because niggas ain't looking for her in rap <laughs> music anymore. She don't have to figure another way to monetize her. No, because then she'll feel like Remy. She needs seven beats from Ye. Always loving hip hop. She either got to drop a real hip hop album, or she going to love hip hop. Yeah, I think Nick is in a good place because she um she has a background of like other avenues of acting and stuff like that. So it's she could, true. So she could do like she kind she's kind of like Drakeish. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like when Drake kind of. Goes on his decline, he's gonna be like, yeah, so you could, you can act. Well, I can do this. Yeah, I can do a commercial. Yeah. I'll host yeah, the do commercial. You could do radio. You could do almost anything. You know what and I'm saying? I, I feel like he can be bigger than what he is now in media like that. No, oh, yeah. TV and, 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 and like it's kind of like, it's, I'm off. I'm gonna cut yeah, you off. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like when athletes retire and they go on, on Sports Center and and they like now they're mm-hmm. like analysts mm-hmm. it's the same concept you know what I'm saying you have a few artists that that can do that you have like the Drake's Cube. yeah Ice Cubes Drake's your Nicky's you know what I'm saying they can do stuff like that because they just based off the based off their personality you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying and, and based on how people like them yeah like think about them. like you know Shaq retired what, how many years ago but niggas love Shaq he's still in the talk what? Shaq and Charles is like hey, you know what's funny he's at like House of Hookah apparently he's like a part manager or something like that down on Shout 14th Street and Shaq is a terrible analyst, but just just, just the <laughs> yeah. fact terrible. that you, just the fact <laughs> that you like Shaq for who he is, yeah. you watch it. And regardless, it's the same thing with Nicki and like other people like Drake, and you know what I'm saying that's going to come to the end of the, their hip hop careers. Mm-hmm. It's the same concept. You know what I'm saying? Damn, I, I I have nothing. I agree wholeheartedly with that. <laughs> Absolutely. I feel um, like we reached about two hours. You got anything in closing you want to say, Danny, before we wrap it up for the no, night? No, I want to thank everybody in the room. Yes. I want to thank the people that tuned in, Kickback Podcast we on know, IG. We know you all have very busy schedules. You Absolutely. Know. You know, Monday is here. Um, <laughs> but I'm glad you tuned in. Thank you, P. For real. Yes, 100%. Thank you, Bruin. Thank you, Black Boy, uh, part-time Godspeed. correspondent. Uh-huh. And definitely um, feel free to come back. Bro, Absolutely, kick back, whatever. Y'all got whatever. Going. I know you about to say you about to hit the road and go do some things. Uh, yeah. well, you got anything coming up for the people and the you know for the non-stalkers to come fuck with you? You know, <laughs> um, just stay you know, stay stay around. Uh, uh, I got my merch coming. Merch, my merch is coming out soon next hey. month or so, and um, my website is dropping in. Um, I'm putting out a, um, an album. Hopefully, with a lot of people that you know. So 
Yeah. Mm, so, <laughs> and then for the people who don't know, what's your socials and how people get in touch with Social, everything is DJP for real. So DJP, F-O-R-R-E-A-L, at Gmail, at Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, everything. Um, DJP for real. Okay. And uh, T. Bruin, let the people know about you and where they, where they can catch you at. Um, just want everybody to go download God MC. Some of that good hip hop in your life, all streaming services. Uh, you know, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, I M T Bruin, T B R U I N. Uh, you know, more visuals coming soon. Okay. Like hey, shout out to that. Um, with that being said, this is the kickback. Y'all know who the fuck we are. Uh, right. Brittany will be back next week. And like we said uh, last week, we'll be in L.A. at the end of next month. Hey, so moving. all our L.A. collectives to get tuned for that. We're going to try and do a special recording out there. And I want to say, because people have been reaching out, sponsors hit the line of, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Nigga, uh, I mean, you see, we, you know, on some I shit. like any type of liquor, my nigga. You know <laughs> if the Preferably right. brown. <laughs> Preferably brown. For but, real, um, Nah, for real. Just thank y'all for supporting. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um. Yes, I guess that's it, y'all. Uh, have a good night, and until uh, next week, y'all. Absolutely. Peace out.